This is because I want to. It's your turn. Oh my God. Oh, sorry. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Because I Want To, where we talk about whatever it is we want to. I'm Lindsay. I'm Sarah. And I forgot that we were doing that this time. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to forget, and I could have said something, but I chose not to. I'm glad you said it right away, as opposed to us just staring at each other, though, and me just being confused. <laughs> oh, man. So how goes it? Good, good. I was trying to think about... Every time we record, I feel like I have to have something interesting to say about my life, but there's literally nothing interesting to say. You know, sometimes life be like that. Sometimes yeah. she be an uninteresting bitch. Like, she, she's just there. Yeah, like, I have nothing new to say. Do you have anything new to say? Well, I think I just freaked out my neighbors and my dog because my ADD has been really bad lately. So I get really distracted by tasks while I'm doing other tasks. Mm -hmm. So while I was waiting for my computer to decide to work uh the tree outside the front of my house was like scraping against my um what are they called screen the screen on my window so i like went over and took the screen out i was like leaning out my second story window <laughs> cutting the tree with scissors what <laughs> can you even do that with just like house scissors yeah man you can when they're like little branches that just like scraping up against your screen and i figured out i think so this tree is like growing in my house and every year i have to like trim it back but it's really hard to get the high branches but i think if i lean out this window with like some sort of hook situation like maybe like a mop Oh I can get God. the far branch and pull it to me and this cut it off. Sounds like a recipe of you either falling out your window or injuring yourself with a sharp implement whilst hanging out your window. I mean, my other option is to pay somebody to come trim this I was tree. Say, and I'm just not doing that. Get a tree person to come. Hell no. What? So you're going to hang out your window with a hooked mop and cut it with scissors? That's your... Okay. I'm going to cut it with gardening shears. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, I am going to hang out my window to do it. I didn't realize until I was in my 30s, like, how much trees had to be dealt with. As a general no, rule. Like, <laughs> well, whoever planted this tree planted it too close to my house. Like, it needs to be a foot or two further towards the sidewalk and it's not and so it just fucking grows into my house and so every year i have to like hack it back i think every neighborhood has its characters and i just really enjoy the idea of you being like the kooky tree scissor character in your neighborhood <laughs> And me, like, trying to put the screen back in the window and just, like, keep shoving it into the tree. And Mind then, you, I was doing this literally five minutes ago. Like, <laughs> And then you, like, yelling at the neighborhood kids and they get too rambunctious. I just, I have no time for any of it. <laughs> over it. Over everyone. And then I moved like, the hamster food to, like, get at the window and there's, like, some strange stain there. And I'm like, is that hamster pee that I, like, missed at some point? So that's fun. Yeah. I found yeah. a surprise pee stain as well today. <laughs> Isn't that fun when you're like, how long has that been there? You just walk in your room and you're like, what's that? When did that happen? And <laughs> I had the dogs in my backyard and I came inside and I left the door open. And it feels like in the two minutes that the door was open... I look up out the window and somehow Fiber has a roll of paper towels and he's just <laughs> like unrolled half of it and he's just in a whirlwind of paper towels. I'm like, why? How did you even do having that? A, he was having a good old time. He did look like he was having a lot of fun and I had to come My out. My cat does that with toilet paper. Ugh, Fiber did that with toilet paper. I don't know what it is with them and just like paper products. It's like the most mm -hmm. fun thing in the world. Yeah, I guess because, like, you can tear it up. Like, I like tearing up paper. It's fun. I'll do that if I'm, like, on the phone or watching a long, like, webinar or something. I'll just fold paper over and over again. Yeah. 
I get that. It's like oddly soothing. I went through a stage where I like obsessively folded paper cranes. Oh, like yeah. as like a way to deal with anxiety. Like I had boxes and boxes of paper cranes that I folded That's that nice. I never did anything with. Yeah. I got some fidget toys off of Amazon. So I'm excited to take those into work. Nice. I like that. I got a facial today. How is that? I I get why people pay for that shit. Like, I get it. I get I've it never now. had a facial. I've had, like, one before. And it was just at, like, Massage Envy, which is a chain. So it was, like, a very basic facial. Whereas today I paid for, like, the friggin' 90-minute facial, which was way more involved than I thought it was going to be. She was like, I need you to, like, roll up your pants and roll up your sleeves. Whoa. Like, it's, like, <laughs> all of these things. And I was like, That okay. sounds, like, invasive. <laughs> yeah, she was like, you can just take your pants off if you want. And I was like, what? Oh, it's fine. I mean, you're under blanket. It's like, because they, like, massage your arms and legs. I didn't know they did that. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I smell like I... the lotion she put on me. I smell like an apple. I feel like if I went to get a facial and the person was like, feel free to take off your pants. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know about this. <laughs> I mean, I did it. I had sweatpants on, so it was fine. But yeah, I didn't read the description before I signed up for the thing. But yeah. Because I was going to ask, how do you even make a facial 90 minutes? But I guess if it's also a massage, then that makes sense. Yes. And like, oh, like some of the masks, you just sit there for like 10 minutes. Like you just lay quietly. Yeah. Can I just say, though, there is nothing better than that point in a facial where they take a hot towel and they put it on your chest and they just press. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Yeah, when they're, like, taking off a mask, they take, like, a really hot towel, and they put it on your chest, and they press on it to, like, get off the mask, and then they, like, wrap it around your face and press on your face, and I was just like, yes, just do that this entire time. Just press on my face. I didn't know that was a thing, but I'm getting a massage next Tuesday on my lunch break, which I'm looking forward to. Yes, I've decided that this is going to be my self-care she was like, we recommend that you do it every month. And I was like, well, I can't afford to do it every month, but I'll see you more regularly than other people, maybe. You should look up and see if there's, like, a cosmetology or massage school near you, because then it's, like, more affordable. I just, I don't know that I want someone, I don't know. I mean, there's, like, the high school has, like, a program, but no thank high you. High school? Oh, yeah. Our, like, school system has a trade school attached to it. Yeah. But to have, like, minors, like, touching I mean, I'm adults? Sure I'm sure you signed something. That still seems, like, strange to me. I don't know. I don't like, know. there could be all kinds of problems with it. I mean, I think they are observed whilst it's occurring. Well, I'll say that. At my work at the massage school, they do have licensed massage people there in addition to the students. So you can Mm -hmm. request to have one of them do it and not a student. So that's what I'm doing on Tuesday just because I felt weird about, I don't know, having like a student who I've maybe like talked to. (laughs) That might be weird. (laughs) Yeah. So that was really good. Highly recommend a nice facial. Well, I might have to get that for another service because I can get like $40 worth of a service each month. So maybe I'll try that out for my next Ooh, one. Yes. Right? Yes. That's a good deal. Mm-hmm. I paid more than $40. Well, again, it's like, you know, out of school, so it's cheaper. Yeah. And for a 90-minute thing, like, that would be expensive. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, I went in there, and it was, like, super fancy. And I was wearing, like, trashed sweatpants and a Star Wars t-shirt. And I was like, hello. Whatever. (laughs) You're there. You're going to take off your pants anyway, apparently. (laughs) True facts. (laughs) True facts. But I smell like a damn fruit now. It's great. Although, at one point, she put a mask on me that made me, like, gag a little bit. I don't know what the smell was. And it felt really nice, but it smelled really not good. <laughs> Does your skin feel nice? 
It does. It feels like a baby's butt. That expression always weirds me out. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was funny that she was like, so what are your skin concerns? And I was like, I'm going to be honest. I don't really have any skin concerns. I just needed like 90 minutes of this. And she was like, I get that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. My skin is fine. Um, so yeah, that was good. What else? Have, I don't know. It's been kind of like a shitty week outside of that. Why? I just work, life, all of the above. Well, I'm glad that you were doing some self-care. And even if you can't do it every month, maybe every couple months. And maybe on the off months, you do something else. Yeah, next month, I made a hair appointment. I'm going to dye my hair green. I've decided. I'm so excited. Yeah. So I have to decide. Originally, I was just thinking, like, I want to do the bottom half. But now I'm like, do I want to do, like, a balayage kind of situation? Ooh, that would be nice. That's what I had before when I had pink hair. I had, like, a balayage situation. Uh Uh-huh. So I don't know. I don't know. And then, I'm very rambly today. (laughs) Um, I had, okay, so I want another tattoo, but I want to get something like random. And so as I was laying there during this facial, I had a very like amorphous idea has not coalesced into anything yet, except my brain went hot air balloon, Mm -hmm. but flowers. Okay. So I, I don't know what that would look like, but that's what my brain wants. So you don't have like a mental image of it. I wouldn't want it to be, like, a hot air balloon with just, like, flowers on it. I would want the hot air balloon to be made of flowers. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, like, little, like, line work flowers, I think. And then I saw a tattoo. I, like, Googled it to see if somebody else had come up with this amorphous idea. And they kind of had. But there was a cool one with a hot air balloon, but instead of a basket at the bottom, it was a heart. Like a... Mm-hmm. human heart and it was like holding it up and i thought that was cool like an anatomically correct mm-hmm. heart mm-hmm. i've like i like the idea of an anatomically correct heart as a tattoo mm-hmm. so that one was cool so i don't know i might put it like a thing out on tiktok and be like i have this idea somebody draw it or i might message a couple people on instagram and see well I like the idea of finding a tattoo artist whose work you really like and just kind of giving them like a general idea and having them do it because that's art. That's like an original piece of art, you know? Mm-hmm. There's so the place I used to go in Frederick for my tattoos, there's a place across from it who is also a tattoo place and they have somebody there who's just like really young, but I was looking at her Instagram and I really like her stuff. So I might mm-hmm. message her. Yeah, I like that because I think also a tattoo artist understands like what would work as a tattoo in terms of mm-hmm. like executing it and how it will actually look over time and things like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what's been going on in my life. Exciting stuff. Okay. Five more weeks. Five more weeks of work. Thank you can God. do it. I guess. I really... Yesterday was bad. It was bad. Why? What happened? It's just like one thing after another. I had one of those days where I was like, am I even good at this? Like, <laughs> kind of situation. And the answer is like, yes. <laughs> I was like, not particularly, right <laughs> not particularly proud of like any of my choices yesterday. So, yeah. It happens. I have moments where I think back about things I said or did and I'm just like, oof. I wouldn't do that now, but that's, you know, life. Yes, I've been, like, physically cringing today at random moments where I'm just like, ugh, like, why? Why? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's fun. And I think my UTI is not gone. I think she's still here. (laughs) Are you drinking cranberry juice or taking cranberry pills? I'm not. Um, I took an azo pill. And I'm drinking tea. (laughs) Yeah, I think if you drink a lot of water, that can help kind of flush it out, too. Yeah, I'm a little worried because it's like, if you're not a lady, you're not going to know what I'm talking about. But it's not low. It's like high. And so Mm -hmm. I'm a little worried it's more in my bladder. 
Yeah, definitely keep an eye on that. And if you get chills or back aches or you start throwing up, go to the urgent care. Because then, yeah, yeah, that's bad. Honestly, I think if I still feel like crap tomorrow, I'll make a appointment at the gynecologist and just be like, tell me what's wrong with all of the things, please. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think like in general, if your body hasn't kind of taking care of stuff in a couple of weeks, then yeah, it's probably time to go to a doctor. Yep. So that is officially all of my things. All right. Well, that's a fair amount. Yeah. Like the past two days. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Everything else is a wash. Well, shall we introduce our topic for today? Yes. We're talking about... Hollywood gossip and Hollywood scandals of all ages. Yes, I'm so excited. This is very much up your alley. It is. I love, like, I'm kind of, like, obsessed with just, like, pop culture and gossip. And I'm very, like, interested, especially from the past, because it was just, like, a different time and things were really, like, secret and sorted back then. You know? They really were, especially if you look at the golden age of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Some of the insane shit that people were doing. Yeah. Like, if you did that today, you would be, like, eviscerated. I was trying to think about, like, do you think people did more, celebrities did more controversial stuff back then because it was, like, kind of secret? Or that the time was different and people just didn't do shit like that. All right. We had some technical difficulties. No idea what we were talking about. We're talking about Hollywood scandals and why they're so interesting. Oh, yeah. We were talking about do we think people back then did things more scandalous things than they do now. And I don't know that they did more scandalous things. I think they just did different scandalous things. And I also think that things back then were scandalous than that aren't now. For example, like having an abortion is like still kind of scandalous, but not as much now as it was back then. Yeah, I still think it would be news today, but definitely not in the same way it would have been back then. And just people um, having, like, queer relationships and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That was scandalous back then. Yeah, I feel like most of the scandal back in the day was just everyone was cheating on each other all the time. Yes, everyone had affairs with everyone. Oh, my God. And they all got married eight, nine times. Like, ridiculousness. Well, and there weren't tabloids and paparazzi, so that's why I kind of wonder if nowadays people aren't as, like, loosey and goosey with their affairs because they know they'll be exposed more easily, whereas back Mm -hmm. then, like, you know, studios would, like, keep things under wraps. Yeah, also the studio system back in the day was very different. You didn't, you know, have an agency you worked for so much as you worked for a studio. Was very different. Yeah, you worked for a studio, so you had to do whatever they wanted, and they had morality clauses where if you mm-hmm. breached it, then they could just fire you, and you'd be like ruined. I've come to learn in Thailand they still do that system where you work for a studio, you don't work for an agency or something like that. Which would really suck because, like, if you have a contract with a studio and you just have to do whatever they want, you have to like make whatever yeah. movie they want you to make. Yeah. Even if it's, like, a stupid movie. (laughs) It's just interesting because, like, all the shows I watch, if they're on one channel, they have the same actors again and again and again. Mm -hmm. Because those are the contracted actors for that, you know, company. It's interesting. It's almost like they're, what, 50 years behind us in time. Yeah, in, like, entertainment, yeah. Yeah. I think their entertainment industry, like, is just now really... Like, I feel like Korea's entertainment industry is, like, about to hit American level. Uh And then I feel like Thailand's probably, like, 20 years behind that, I would say. Uh Uh-huh. Well, do you have an interesting story? I looked up so many. So I pulled up an article on The Delight, 
com, which was like biggest scandals of old Hollywood. And then I pulled up an article on Marie Claire, which was like more modern day celebrity scandals. So it depends. Where do you want to start? In the past? In the present? In the past. All right. <laughs> uh, so let's see which one. Of the, can we? Okay. So I think in terms of the past and like classic celebrity scandals, Jerry Lee Lewis marrying his fucking 13-year-old cousin. I like how in terms of scandals, even that back then was bad. People were like, that's not okay. (laughs) And how I'm like reading about it and how everyone in his life was just waiting for everyone to like get over it. And even she has been like, we just kept waiting for people to stop talking about it. Nobody would. And I was like, because you're 13 and his cousin. How old was he in his 20s? He was 22. 13-year-old's a child. Those are the age of the kids I teach. That's a child. That's disgusting. It's like a lot of kids haven't even like, they're like still in puberty at that point. Like, I don't understand. I don't Did understand. He, his career was like kind of ruined by that though, right? Oh, Even people absolutely. were like, <laughs> Yeah. So I remember seeing the movie Great Balls of Fire with Dennis Quaid, I think, mm-hmm. when I was like kind of young and just remember being like horrified and not understanding how anybody in her life was like, okay. Yeah. Like, it just fuck? kind of shows like that culture in their family or in that area and that that was even legal that he could marry a 13 year old yeah just to give context if you don't know what this is jerry lee lewis was a like rock star essentially yeah in the 50 he was kind of like the poor man's elvis presley if you will yeah um and he was in the it was in the 50s um so they got married in 1958 her name was myra and yeah it kind of destroyed destroyed him and i guess they were together for 10 years i don't know if he That's died it. did he die i don't know it just says they had 10 really, years together i don't really know much about him but i just can't imagine like i mean how strongly must you feel about making that choice that you have to know that's going to damage your whole career right that's going to ruin your life potentially I feel like that's very much an example of white man privilege in action, thinking that everyone's just going to be like, cool, like, that's fine. How badly do you want to marry your 13-year-old cousin that you're willing to take that risk? Like, he was, he could have married probably anyone, you know? Like, why why make that choice? He'd been, he'd been married twice before this. Sketchy. So, Yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis. I think that's a classic Hollywood scandal. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Oh, the one where I didn't realize this. Um, let me find it. Did you know? I didn't realize that Isabella Rossellini was the product of an affair. I was, I think I read about her parents were, who were her parents? Ingrid Bergman and yeah. Roberto Rossellini. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize I didn't that. realize that either. Um, but I was did read about her when I was looking up stuff for today, and like, yeah, I guess back in the day, a lot of people would have affairs and they'd have abortions. But Ingrid Bergman like actually had her daughter. Yeah, because Ingrid Bergman was married to Peter Lindstrom, and um. They did, I guess, eventually got divorced, and she got together with Roberto Rossellini. Um, yeah. A Colorado senator even called Ingrid Bergman a powerful influence for evil. <laughs> right. I just love that, like, these women are viewed as evil, immoral, but, like, the men are like, oh, whatever. Oh, he also got called a Nazi collaborator inspired by cocaine. Was he? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it would be the right time period for that, like right before World War II. It would. I don't know. But yeah, 
That one, I, I didn't know that about her. I also didn't realize that Isabella Rossellini was married to, um, who's the director with the big eyebrows? Martin Scorsese. I also didn't realize that. Oh, I don't think I knew that either. I think I've seen, I like know her from one movie, but I can't think of what it is. Like I know, I know she's her. famous, but she's from like a different like time, I feel. Yeah, like I don't know that I've ever really seen anything with her in it, but I know who she is, which is interesting. Um, along the lines of Jerry Lee Lewis, can we talk about Elvis? Yeah. Speaking of people marrying people too young. Which I didn't realize until a couple of years ago that, like, Priscilla was, I think, 14 when he met her. Yeah. That was and gross. And they had this, like, relationship for a couple years, and then they got married and allegedly, like... I don't know. They did like a lot of weird stuff and he was kind of obsessed with her virginity. And he, I guess once she had their like child, he couldn't like look at her sexually again. Cause he had like hangups about that. Like mothers being, I don't know. He seemed to have like a weird thing with his own mother. I don't know. Elvis was weird. Mm-hmm. In general, I think he was a strange person. Yeah, like, you could probably do a whole episode on him, and I've not done a lot of research, so I don't want to, like, say too much, but I guess, I don't know, Priscilla has alleged that they had a, like, really strange relationship. I mean, I feel like you couldn't not have a weird one with that strange, just not even age gap, but, like, situational difference. I feel like there's no way it's not weird. I think I read at one point that, well, he met her when he was overseas in, like, the army or something, and she, I want to say it was, like, German or something, and that he got permission from her parents to, like, date her, and she was, again, like, really young. I don't know. It was just all weird. Yeah. I, the only thing I'm interested with Elvis is I would like to try the sandwich called the Elvis. Is that like the good. peanut butter, banana, bacon thing? Yes, it looks good. I'm sure it's really good. It's, it's, I'm like thinking about it now. <laughs> You're just like salivating. <laughs> I'll give you a minute to compose yourself. <laughs> Sounds really good. Apparently there was a sandwich he used to, can you tell I watched a video about this yesterday, coincidentally? Um, <laughs> he used to fly to a restaurant for this one sandwich that was you take like a huge piece of bread and like hollow it out and you put an entire thing of jam in it and like an almost entire thing of peanut butter in it and then almost an entire pack of bacon in it and you like fry it and eat it he was like a child in a man's body Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think he was uh-huh. Like Michael Jackson, which is a whole other scandal yeah. situation. We could do a whole episode on Michael Jackson scandals. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know that I, I can get into that right now because there's just like too much. It's too complicated. Plus for too... like this, I was looking Ugh. more. There's a lot of like really depressing scandals. I was kind of looking at more fun ones. Yeah, there are some really depressing ones. Well, what do you got for me? Okay. I want to talk to you about Katherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy. Okay. Can we first acknowledge what an icon Katherine Hepburn is and how badass she was? She really was. I think in my head, just even, you know, this amount of time later, I think of her in a certain way and I don't know why. That I have this weird ingrained opinion of her, but I have read about her and she was a badass. She's this like feminist icon who wore pants and was outspoken and had a colorful personality. And she dated really powerful men like Howard Hughes, but she always put her career first. And Mm -hmm. she kind of had people wrapped around her finger. Like I read that Howard Hughes wanted to marry her, but she was like, no, I really, you know, like I'm more about my career right now. And she, I read that when she was little, one summer she like cut all her hair off and she made everyone call her Jimmy. 
I love that. <laughs> right? She just like marched to the beat of her own drum in a time period where like women just did not do that very much. I always love, I think, because it was so rare for women to be outspoken like that and do what they wanted like that back in the day. It was almost allowed for certain women to be like that because it was like quirky and like Mm -hmm. different. And so it was like, we'll make the exception for you kind Uh of thing. So Catherine Hepburn was this like successful actress. And do you know anything about her relationship with Spencer Tracy? Not really. Kind of like vaguely. All right. So Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn. Tell me about them. (laughs) Okay. So Spencer Tracy famous Hollywood actor and his story is like I find it really sad because he was raised like a very devout Catholic Mm -hmm. like super Catholic so he married his wife Louise and he had two children and one of his son I guess was born deaf which he thought was God punishing him for his sins Oh, my. Ah, Catholicism. You do great things to people. (laughs) So he kind of, like, I guess started distancing himself from his family. And from what I I read, like, he and his wife lived separate lives. Like, they weren't really in love with each other. But because he was so Catholic, he could never get a divorce. Oh, it wasn't? Is she the one who was like, I will not divorce him? Like, no matter what. Was that her? That might be another I don't know. Hollywood relationship. It could be. But I think he also said he would never divorce her just because he seemed so, like, conflicted between his faith and what he actually wanted to do in his life. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of, like, distant with his family. And he and Catherine Hepburn met on the set of a movie called Woman of the Year in 1942. And I guess Catherine Hepburn just, like, fell in love with him immediately. Like, she was so infatuated with him. And they struck up this relationship. And But he could never, like, divorce his wife because he was just so... She just... Catherine Hepburn described him as being, like, tortured. Um, That's not what you want. <laughs> so he could never publicly acknowledge his relationship with Catherine Hepburn. Um And he, I guess, struggled with depression and anxiety and alcoholism. Didn't they live together? I don't know if they lived together, but they met in 1942. And they were together until his death in 1967. So 25 years. Um, Man. Do you want to hear something insane? Just sometimes when I think about the past, I think about this. So my great grandmother who lived with me, right? uh Uh-huh. She died in, what, 2014, 2013? And in the era we're talking about right now, she was 30. Isn't that crazy? That's insane to me. So when Catherine Hepburn met him, she was 34. So she was a couple years older than your great-grandmother. That's crazy. So they were in, I think, like nine movies total together. Um, and it was like an open secret in Hollywood that they were together, but it was never really acknowledged publicly because in part those morality clauses by the studio, like they had to keep Mm -hmm. it kind of secret or else they'd be fired. Um, but she cared for him as his health deteriorated. And have you ever seen the movie? Guess who's coming to dinner? I have not. Oh, my God. I was I haven't seen in a long time, but I was rewatching parts of it today. And I remember it being really, really good. But for those who don't know, Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy are in that movie. They're elderly and they play these parents. It was in 1967. This movie was made. They play these parents and their daughter is bringing home her. I don't know if he's her fiance or her husband. I think he's her fiance and he's black and she's white. So, like, the whole crux of the movie is them kind of reconciling their prejudices and deciding, like, if they can accept him into their family. And there's this one scene, like, towards the end of the movie where Spencer Tracy's character is realizing that what matters is love is love. And he Mm -hmm. is kind of expressing this in a monologue and he turns to Catherine Hepburn and his character is saying how much he loves her character. But... I guess a lot of people looked at that like that was 
really Spencer Tracy talking to Catherine Hepburn. Like they weren't acting because mm-hmm. they're both mm-hmm. like kind of tearing up. And he oh. died soon after that. I think he died like a month or something after that movie was made. That makes me sad. Right? But so they were together 25 years and she was with him when he died. But she didn't go to his funeral because, you know, it was like weird with the family or whatever. And she didn't ever talk about it until after his wife died in the 80s. And then she kind of talked about how much she loved him. That's like... (laughs) I don't know if that's respect or what that is, but I don't know. Sometimes I have feelings about marriage, and that's one of those times, I feel like. Mm -hmm. It's just really complicated because, you know, you want people to, like, live their lives that make them happy. And if you have hangups about religion, like, you know, just live your life. That's what I want to tell them is, like, live your life. Mm -hmm. But it's more complicated than that, and the times were different. Um, But as a side note, that movie's – I want to rewatch it. It is really good. Sidney Poitier was in it. And he plays the um, husband or the fiance, like the, mm-hmm. and he says at one point to Spencer Tracy's character, he's like, you know, she, like my fiance thinks that our kids will be present one day and they'll have like colorful cabinets. And like that year was the year that Barack Obama was born. Just <laughs> mm-hmm. like a fun I little thing. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how far we've come. I just also like that the idea that you can have un you can have unconventional relationships that mm-hmm. even though they don't look like the traditional they were married doesn't make them any less valid or real because I think what they had was probably like very real. Oh, for sure. Uh-huh. I think at the end of the day, you know, you don't have to put a name on something for it to be real, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that little love story. Although I guess I should mention that some people think that their relationship was a cover for their sexualities and that it wasn't romantic. But I feel like even if it wasn't, then just it was such a powerful friendship even that it's still the same thing. You know, relationships don't have to be romantic for them to be important. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess like at the after he died, she said that. When people were like, why didn't you ever leave him? She's like, oh, I just never occurred to me. We passed 27 years together in absolute bliss. So they just really loved each other. (laughs) I love that. Right? I feel like you don't get a lot of that in Hollywood these days. No, and I just like that it was complicated and he had his hangups and I don't know. I guess some people say that maybe they were too dependent on each other, but who really knows? Because they couldn't ever really mm-hmm. talk about it, right? Yeah, I feel like anything that it would all be hearsay since they couldn't say it themselves. Yeah, I also like that she was like, you know, I'm okay with never getting married. And she's like, I don't want kids. I just want to act, you know, and be with Spencer mm-hmm. Tracy. <laughs> Why is it that when I hear the name Spencer Tracy, I just think of, like, an old-timey detective? Isn't that, like, the coolest name? It sounds like a fake actor name, but I think it was his real name. All I can think of is, like, a gumshoe detective. Yeah. A gumshoe and, like, a film noir. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I like that one. Let me come Mm. at you with a less positive one. (laughs) Okay. So the whole Elizabeth Taylor, Debbie Reynolds, Eddie Fisher thing. I looked up that too. I figured you might. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't know who Debbie Reynolds is, Debbie Reynolds was an actress. She was in Singing in the Rain. She's Carrie Fisher's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eddie Fisher is Carrie Fisher's dad. Um, so when they were married, uh, Elizabeth Taylor, right after her third husband died, <laughs> Uh, started dating Eddie Fisher while Debbie Reynolds was still married to him. Yeah. And they were like friends. Yeah, from what I was reading, Debbie Reynolds and Liz Taylor were like best friends. They were friends since their teenage years. And like, I just, and somehow they became friends again later. It all seems very suspect on Eddie Fisher's part because Liz Taylor's husband died in a plane crash And 
he went to go comfort her. And a month later, he separated from Debbie Reynolds. Like, clearly, Liz Taylor is in mourning. And when people are in grief, they mm-hmm. don't make rational decisions. And it almost seems like, I don't know, taking advantage of a situation. It makes me wonder, because this says Debbie Reynolds and Elizabeth Taylor became friends again when they met, like, randomly on a cruise ship in mm-hmm. 1966. And it makes me wonder if they didn't sit down and, like, hash it out and realize that Eddie Fisher was, was, the, was the bad guy <laughs> in this situation. Well, what I like about this story, A, they became friends again, and B... What seems like it shouldn't have happened this way, but Debbie Reynolds and Liz Taylor, both their careers still like did really well. And if anything, the scandal just kind of made people more interested in them. Whereas Eddie Fisher, he had a TV show that he lost. He had contracts that were canceled. Like it really Mm -hmm. wrecked him professionally. Yeah, they definitely both eclipsed him for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So... (sighs) I mean, I, I, I kind of, I feel like I shouldn't draw too many conclusions, but it almost, if I'm just looking at what happened, it seems like he was carrying like a flame for Liz Taylor and saw Mm -hmm. his opportunity and like pounced almost and left. He had two young kids and he left his wife and two young kids. That's the sound effect I have for that. (laughs) yeah but like you said they became friends later on and i was reading that like when 9 11 happened they both were in new york and liz invited debbie taylor like to stay with her something because she had a hotel or an apartment or something and they did and that's nice that is nice and debbie reynolds went on to star in some of my favorite movies hocus pocus and its sequels so there's that who is Debbie Reynolds in Hocus Pocus? She's a grandmother. What grandmother? Not Hocus Pocus. Oh my god! I'm <laughs> Hol- oh, Halloween Town. Halloween Town. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, grandmother. I don't remember a grandmother in that oh, movie. <laughs> Halloween Town. I do remember when we watched that one Halloween because I'd never seen it, and I was like, oh yeah, that's her. Ah, oh, I love Halloween Town. I like it way more than I like Hocus Pocus. Okay. That's that's a stretch. I think I just have more positive childhood memories yeah. associated with Halloween Town. Not that it's like a better movie. I just No. There's no I like there's it a nostalgia more. factor. Um, I did read that Debbie Reynolds said, I guess she gave an interview where someone asked her about it later in life about Liz Taylor and being friends with her. And she said, you have to look at what life is all about and isn't it worth it? And that she basically said that her friendship with Elizabeth Taylor was perhaps worth more than whatever she had with Eddie Fisher. Friendship. The true ship of the ships. (laughs) The strongest ship, if you will, that can bear the stormiest seas (laughs) if built with a strong foundation. (laughs) It really is, though. Like, I feel like people are way more willing to forgive their friends for things than they are, like, romantic partners. Yeah. And part of me is kind of like, how could you ever forgive your best friend for marrying your husband? But the only way I could see that potentially happening would be if you did look at it like she was in a vulnerable place and he Mm -hmm. kind of swooped in, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Like... Having a break with somebody who's, like, a really good friend is, like, devastating. hmm It's a breakup. It, it is. Well, my next one's also depressing, so do you have a more of a positive one? Um, no. I mean, the two things I looked up information about was Debbie Reynolds, Liz Taylor, and Katherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy. So. All right. Well. Take it away. Can we just. Natalie Wood. Oh, I thought about looking into that. That's interesting, though. It is the shadiest shit. The shadiest of shit. Tell me about it. <laughs> okay, so I didn't look up a lot about it. Like, it's just on this list. But, um, okay, so Natalie Wood. Fi- what do you think her most famous thing was? West Side Story? That's what I know her from, yeah. 
So Natalie Wood, actress, very famous. She's 25. And she is married to Robert Wagner, who less famous, I think. Um, and they're on a boat. She was okay. only 25. Wow. Yeah, he was. Um, no, I lied. That's an incorrect. She was 43. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. That's why I was like, what? <laughs> incorrect. Incorrect. 43. Okay, so she's 43. She's on a boat with her husband. And also on the boat with Christopher Walken, who was uh-huh. her co-star, which I didn't realize for the longest time that he was also on this boat. Mm-mm. I didn't know until several years ago when this was on the news again for some reason and Christopher Walken had hired a lawyer. I don't know whatever uh-huh. came of that. Well, they reopened the case in like 2018. Yeah. Has anything developed on that? I don't think so. So they're on this boat. Apparently, people thought she was sleeping with Christopher Walken. They were having an affair. Who knows? But basically, somehow, I don't know, she falls off this boat and fucking dies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And everyone, it got ruled accidental. But then there was new evidence that Wood and Wagner were having, like, a big fight that night that she died. And so then they reopened the case. So I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Christopher Walken must know. Well, and I think I remember there's this whole thing about it happened at nighttime and she was afraid of the water. Like she was afraid to swim. And I think they found her body with like, it was unusual. Like she was either wearing a robe or something like something mm-hmm. you wouldn't. I think the argument was that she had like gone swimming or something, which like doesn't make any sense. Mm hmm. So it's definitely sus. And I do agree, Christopher Walken, even if he doesn't know, he probably has an idea of what happened. Yeah, like, how could you not? I find any sort of drowning death Mm -hmm. suspicious. I always find them suspicious if you're not, like, a small child. Yeah. Well, and it's just, I mean... It could be something as simple, like, I don't want to speculate too much. Heat of the moment, maybe he pushed her and she fell over. You know, like, maybe he didn't Mm -hmm. mean to murder her, but I don't think she killed herself necessarily or was going swimming or. Like, I I could see them arguing and her, like, falling, like, but. Yeah, I don't know enough about it to really say either way, but. It's definitely, I don't know, that could be its own episode, too, if we really, like, did research into it. Mm-hmm. Well, that was, what was the Glee actress who drowned fairly recently? Oh, Naya. Naya. That's like, so sad. Just, it was so sad. And the saddest part is they, like, found her kid on, like, the I boat know. or whatever. I was reading about that. I think it was a lake that she drowned in and how it has these like crazy whirlpools that people in the area have complained about for a long time. There need to be like signs and stuff because people mm-hmm. don't realize how dangerous it is. So you just get like pulled under. And I think people think lakes are, for whatever reason, not dangerous. But if you're on a big lake, it's dangerous. Lakes are so dangerous. Yeah, if you get whirlpools and shit and Mm -hmm. currents and storms tend to be really fast and really powerful over lakes. Mm -hmm. River Monsters has taught me all of these things. Oh my gosh, River Monsters. (laughs) Just because it's not the ocean doesn't mean you shouldn't be afraid of it. Yeah. Maybe you should be more afraid of it. The Great Lakes are really scary. They're so big, yo. They're so big. <laughs> oh, we used to go. So all my family's from Michigan. So we used to go up there fairly often. And I had relatives who lived in Charlevoix, which is on the Great Lakes. And it's just going to the beach. That's what it looks like because they're so big. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was looking into like the Edmund Fitzgerald and why that ship went down. And I didn't realize that storms that happen over the Great Lakes come out of nowhere, I guess, just from Mm -hmm. like the way, I don't know, the geography is and that the waves and stuff are really tall, really fast because it's a lake. Mm -hmm. So it's just, yeah, super scary. 
Well, be careful on boats, people. Oh, you know who else I wanted to talk about today? Hmm. Charlie Chaplin. Yo, he was on this list like eight times. <laughs> he... Like, what a controversial dude. Oh, my God. He was married a bunch of times. And some like a fun fact. I don't know. I don't want to call it a fun fact. A fact that I find really interesting is that his last wife was Una O'Neill, who he stole uh-huh. from F. Scott Fitch. No. Who wrote um, Catcher in the Rye? J.D. Salinger. Yeah. She was J.D. Salinger's girlfriend before he got famous. Like, they were dating. And then she was like, sorry, J.D., I'm, like, with Charlie Chaplin now. And then they, like, got married. Well, she was, like, 17, too, right? Yeah, like, all his wives were, like, really young. And I think by the time he married her, he was pretty old, like, 40s or 50s. Because Una Chaplin is his granddaughter, and she was on Game of Thrones. Who was she on Game of Thrones? She was John's wife. Not John, Rob's wife. Oh, that's right. Isn't it interesting how these, like, families just stay in the industry for generations? There is somebody on TikTok who (laughs) makes videos about that. Where he'll just, like, jump back and be like, you think this person made it on their own, but let me tell you about their family. And it's crazy how many people. Yeah. That you don't realize it. It's all nepotism, man. Yep. It really is. And Una had, like, a ton of kids together. He, how many times did he get married? He got married a lot. It was, like... Was she his fifth wife, maybe? And all his wives were, like, teenagers when he married them. It's like Leonardo DiCaprio and how each girlfriend is, like, 20. And then by the time they turn, like, 25, he, like, finds a new girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, I always wonder about that. Because, like, George Clooney was like that for the longest time. Mm -hmm. And then found literally the most... Amazing person. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? (laughs) And so I'm like, who is, when Leonardo DiCaprio finally decides he wants to get married, who will he marry? Okay, Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be in my hometown for the next, like, I don't know, several months filming Killers of the Flower Moon with Martin Scorsese and some other famous people. You're going to stalk him, right? Like, you have to at least once. <laughs> I googled their production schedule, and they are filming in Bartlesville, which is where I live. And you can apply to work on the set, but I didn't because it's like a full-time gig. <laughs> oh my god, you should be an extra. I'm going to have to look into it, but yeah, they're going to be here for a while, and it actually seems like a really interesting story, so... Oh my god, be an extra, be an extra. Right? It'll be like... When National Treasure 2 was filming at my college campus, and I wandered over there and was like, can I be in the background? (laughs) Oh. Okay. Charlie. Sorry, I got distracted. Charlie (laughs) Chaplin, he married two 16-year-old girls. Oof. And then he married a 21-year-old. And then when he was 53, he married Una O'Neill. 53. Mm Mm-hmm. She was 18. We're 33 and 34. Can you imagine even dating an 18-year-old? The idea of that makes me want to vomit. I don't understand. It's a child. That's why I really side-eye when people do that, because the only thing I can think is that you want to control someone. Yeah. Yeah. They're not your peer. I went on a date with somebody once who, how much younger than me was he? He was... Like, five years younger than me. Yeah. And I, I couldn't even deal with that. <laughs> Same. When I was 28, I I went on a date with a 23-year-old. And I, even I felt weird about that. Mm-hmm. We're both in our 20s. I don't know if it's because society has trained me to be that way. Because I think now I'd be... I could date somebody in their 20s now and be fine with it, I think. But... It depends. Yeah. In your 20s, there's a wide range of, like, maturity and where you are in life. It depends. Mm-hmm. You can be like a young 20 something year old or a mature 20 something mm-hmm. year old. But if you're 18, you've not even like experienced anything. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you are dating an 18 year old, you're really, and you're a dude, you're really looking for like one thing. Yeah. 
You so. want to, yeah, you want to control someone. Speaking of Charlie Chaplin, did you know he got kicked out of America for a while? Why? Was it Nazi related? <laughs> no. So he pissed off the U.S. Attorney General who said he was un-American and so he was banned from re-entering the country after he visited the UK in 1952 and Chaplin stopped trying to enter the country for a long time and just lived in Switzerland and didn't come back here until 1972. Okay, but why did they say he was un-American? Doesn't say. <laughs> because I could see that being like, hold on, didn't he do the movie The Great Dictator, which is like a really good movie? Yeah. He did, I believe. I can almost see someone being like you or whatever, like, I don't know. John. Yeah. Hmm. Why are they saying he's anti-American? That was at a period of time where people were very like, I don't know. I know McCarthyism wasn't until like decades later, but. I mean, it came from somewhere. Oh, yeah. It was about communism. Yeah. See, I don't know about stuff like that people are really weird about that i don't get it i don't think i'll ever get it people just really are scared of communism and socialism it's because we're brainwashed yeah i realize that if you really look at the things they teach you in school i think it's dangerous to say you're un-american and ban you i don't know like, yeah. you have to commit an actual crime, I think. Yeah, like, what the fuck? What does that even mean to be un-American? It means you're questioning the status quo, which is dangerous. Like, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. I mean, we're no, like, Charlie Chaplin stands, but I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he was kind of trash, but. <laughs> Although, this is, like, a quintessential thing I struggle with is I enjoy some of his movies like can you separate someone from their art like can you enjoy oh i struggle with that all the time like i don't know i don't know what the answer is you know who's like a great example of that is shane dawson yeah wow i didn't realize all the stuff in his past until recently so i watched shane dawson for years same and I've watched him since he, like, made all that shit, and I just, but I would only watch his vlogs. I never watched, like, the other stuff, because I didn't like it. Like, his skits? Yeah, they're never yeah. Really So, yeah. I always, yeah, I never really watched those either, though I would see clips sometimes, and I always thought his Shanae character was, like, in poor taste, but I didn't know all the other stuff he did. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, I don't know. Did he know people didn't call him out for back then? Was did he not know? Did people not know in general that that was wrong? I don't know. I I think. I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about the current state of things. And like, it seems like some people you can't be mad at somebody about something and not not give them the chance. Or even if, like, you know, they kind of knew, but they're apologizing and trying to, like, make amends and be better. Like, Mm -hmm. you have to let people be better. Yes. I feel very conflicted about, yes, we need to call out problematic Mm -hmm. stuff. But I also think to completely cancel someone who, without giving them a chance to acknowledge what they did yeah it's not right obviously we can there's some things that you should just cancel somebody for like there are some things Uh that you don't get to come back from but i don't know i just i don't feel like you need to continually attack somebody for like the whole jenna marbles thing yeah like she apologized for it so long ago you can point out that someone is being problematic or insensitive, but I think to cancel them as a person, Mm -hmm. especially for some people based on like one thing they tweeted five years ago, you know, like Mm -hmm. 
we've all said shit where we were like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, like, none of us are paragons of perfection. Especially when we're young. Like, I'm so glad that, I don't know, social media wasn't a huge thing when we were younger. <laughs> I agree. I think it was for the best. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Well, that was an off-topic tangent, but yeah. <laughs> I think still relevant, though, because we're talking about... This is true. Judgment. Problematic. Yeah. Judging people from different times. True. true. Judgment has changed over time. Mm-hmm. Well, I know this episode is going to be shorter once I start to edit it because today has been insanity. Yeah. It's okay. Our last episode was over an hour and I felt like I edited out a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We're just full of chaos. Uh Uh-huh. Whatever. Also, if you're one of those people who we now we can look on a map and see where people are listening to us. (laughs) And some of you are like all over the world. So if you're one of those people, hello. Hello to the person in Columbus, Ohio who seems like they're regularly listening oh to us. Oh my god, what if you make them feel like really uncomfortable? <laughs> what up, Columbus? We love you though, thank you. <laughs> yes, and to the person in also like Los Angeles who seems like uh-huh. they're listening to us, hello. To that one person in Malaysia, hello. <laughs> we love our Malaysian fan, thank you for listening. Our Belgian listeners, what up? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, please. <laughs> Sorry for all of our very like American centric like content we do sometimes. Oh yeah. We gotta we gotta vary ourselves, I guess. Uh-huh. Though I feel like we're pretty varied already. <laughs> Last time we did bugs and everyone can relate to bugs. That's universal. Yeah, we all got bugs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, And we'll see you next week. Do all the things. Bye.